Good evening. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Genesis chapter 12. <coughs> Genesis chapter 12. We'll look at the first three verses, and we've got about 13 chapters to cover in a short time. <coughs> Excuse me. Brother Jim gave me an order of service, but he didn't put no time limit on there. So <coughs> we will go from there. But we are glad to be in God's house. Amen. We thank you for allowing our church family to come and be a part of your church family tonight. And what a blessing. We thank you for that song. Beautiful. Thank you. Brother Jim, don't remember this. Not because he's getting old or nothing like that. <clears throat> but we first met in 1995 at Coresville Baptist Church. You did a revival. I say 95. I should have said 1990s in that area. <clears throat> But that was the first time I got to meet Brother Jim, and then through the course of the years, we came through, and we were here for a season, uh, enjoying the fellowship at Miles Road to the Lord called us to New Journey. <clears throat> and <clears throat> to my church family, if I got to pay you guys 50 bucks, we need a raise, amen? <laughs> okay. But I'm glad they came today, and it, what a blessing it is to see. It warms my heart. Brother Jim sent a letter out um, several couple months ago and asked if we would come and be a part of this great revival over the summer months. I thought it was a great idea. He said, Abraham, I said, hundreds of thousands of sermons have been written on Abraham, no problem, I'll just put this in my memory bank, pull it out, and get it done. Well, for the last month and a half, I told my wife today, I wish I could just open up a vein and just let this stuff come out because it is about to explode in my mind. Told Brother Jim, I've learned more about Abraham than I think I really need to know about Abraham. <clears throat> so I thank you for that, Brother Jim. Uh, what a wonderful time it is. Abraham. When we mention Abraham, I know the first thing that pops in your mind is very simple. Oh, he's going to sacrifice his son Isaac. Talks about his wife Sarah laughing in God's face. Those are the things we know and we've been taught in Sunday school. And you've heard many sermons I'm sure Brother Jim has preached on the faith of Abraham. You can flip to Hebrews chapter 11 and you'll find it in there, the wall I call the Hall of Fame wall. But what we need to understand is what Abraham is truly about. God designed this individual, this man who looked normal on the outside, an ordinary man, but on the inside, an extraordinary man because God seen his heart. God knew his heart. And God knew that he was going to make a great nation from this man. God has got tired of dealing with the world as a whole. He says, I'm going to focus my attention on one man. And through him, I will make the promise into the earth. I will bless him, his family, his seed for generations to come. Abraham was a blessed man. But I will tell you this, just because God chose Abraham... He didn't get it all at one time. He walked every day of his life, just as you and I have to walk in the newness, and the, as we pick up our cross daily, and go by faith, not by sight, but by faith, as Abraham did. Abraham is unique, and we can look at the failures of Abraham, but you can always see that his faith abounded in God, and God always kept his promise to his beloved servant, Abraham. 
in chapter 12, verse 1, it says this, Now the Lord has said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, and to the land. If you don't mind writing your Bible, you might want to highlight that, that I will show you. I will show thee. God himself is going to show and lead Abraham to where he needs to go. In verse 2 it says, And I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and I will make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing, and I will bless them that bless thee, and I will curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Shall we pray? Our glorious heavenly Father, we thank you for the readings of your words and the blessings of your words. Father, we know that we have already been blessed by the singing and the fellowship that we have here today. And But the most important thing, Father, is you are the masterpiece and you're the centerpiece of this worship service today. We thank you for allowing us to be in thy presence. Oh, what a blessing it is to be able to proclaim your glory, your word, and grow closer to you. We thank you for your holy Bible, that this is our rule and guide of our life, and we need to study it. We need to meditate upon it. We need to pray upon it. And just a few moments ago, I heard one word, wisdom, that we will seek your will every day. I'm going to ask you to pray for Brother Jim and his wife, Randy, and their family, and their church family at Miles Road Baptist Church. They will continue to reach out around the world that they can share the great news about your son, Jesus Christ. In your name we pray, Lord. Amen. Abraham has many names. But listen to this. Titles that were given to Abram through the Bible, the greatest titles that was given by God, Abraham was called a friend of God. He was called the prince of God. He was called a prophet. He was called the servant of God and Abraham our father. Those are names that are honor that God allowed a man to possess. Why? Because he knew that he was going to go through trials and tribulations and turmoil. But the most unique thing I've ever seen, and I never paid much attention to it, to Brother Jim asked me to study on Abraham. I could not famine to walk in my house and say to my wife, Janet, Janet, pack up the girls, get all you can get. We're leaving in the morning. We're leaving the country. Where are we going? I don't know. That wouldn't fly too well with our wives today. Well, how do you know where we're going? Because God said to go, and we're going to go. But you see, that was the beginning where Abraham had to have faith in God or he'd have never left the country because you've got to understand, Abraham's father was well off. And he was going to take over the family business. And he was going to live his life in a country well-suited and well easy, if I can use that terminology. But God says no, because you see, Abram didn't know what was transpiring. Because that country, his own father, later on to begin to worship idol gods. And he says, you need to leave. And I'm going to take you to a place. And I'm going to mold you, and I'm going to make you a great nation. We need to look at Abraham in our life. We need to be that Abraham walking for the kingdom of God. My question to you tonight is, are you walking in faith, sight unseen, to the promised land where God says he's going to call us home? It's called heaven. Brother Jim just talked about it a few minutes ago. 
We are walking toward heaven every day, but our faith needs to grow every day. Abraham didn't get all his faith at one time. His faith was a lot of time tested, and a lot of times he fell by the wayside because of different circumstances. Abraham's a picture of a great journey that every person must take if you believe in Jesus Christ as Abraham did. Every day is a journey. Young people, the world you live in today, the secular world out there, is a very dangerous place. Dangerous. But Jesus knows that. And Jesus says if, he, if you love him, he's going to cover you. And he's going to protect you. No one can pluck you out of his hands. So remember that you've got to live by faith. Be that testimony, be that light, whether it's high school, junior high, or college, or you start out a new career. Be that light of faith. Be that pillar of faith that God wants you to be. And you never know who you may lead to come to hear Jesus and get to know Jesus and to be saved by Jesus. What a wonderful thing that is. Faith is the bound. I was going to bring mustard seeds in here tonight. And I was going to wrap them up and give everyone out here one. But then I realized you would open them. And they would go everywhere. Then Brother Jim would call me back and say, you need to come and vacuum the sanctuary. <laughs> so we just discarded the mustard seeds. You can't find them little things. They're everywhere. But the Lord says if our faith is more than a mustard seed, we can take mountains and command them to move into the sea. And I'm here to tell you today as I stand before you, I'm ashamed because of my faith. It's got to grow every day. And let me tell you something. Please never ask God to test your faith. You do not want that. You don't need that in your life. Life is tough enough. So just trust God. Any of you have ever seen Jesus Christ? I haven't. But I live by the word that he has given us from the Old Testament to the New Testament. And we under to cover the blood of Jesus Christ. He's coming back. He's coming back and we need to pray for that second coming. We need to pray every morning looking for the eastern sky and say, Lord, are you coming today? Let me be ready. Let me talk to someone today. But we're going to talk about Abraham. Oh, my goodness gracious. The great call of Abraham. He was called of a life of separation from the world he only knew. God says, you don't need this. This is an anchor that's going to drag you down. As we as Christians, when we become a child of God, we have to put away our childish toys. And sometimes it may cause us to have new friends because our old friends are not what they are to be. And we have to look elsewhere. And we have to look under the throne of God. The great promise in verses 2 and 3, there are seven promises from God to Abram, what he's going to do. Seven great promises. And those seven promises, God says this, I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee. I will make thy name great. Abraham didn't care about his name being great. He was just wanting to serve God. And he had to learn how to serve God and how to be faithful unto God. Brother Jim can testify to this. A lot of times when new Christians come in and set the Lord Jesus Christ, we feel good, we, we, we clap, and we're boasting because someone come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, and we throw him by the wayside. We've got to get those roots deep. And, that, and the only way we can get them deep is through the word of God. And that's what God did with Moses by letting him walk each and every step of the way by faith. And everywhere Moses, I mean, Moses, everywhere Abram went, 
he built an altar. And it's mentioned, he, we know he built four great altars for the Lord Jesus Christ. And that was just to honor God, to praise God, and thank God for the blessings. Each and every time. Abraham was great in faith and in his trust. But just like the world, Abraham sometimes had weak faith. Abraham, I don't know how to say this, but I'm just going to come out and say it. Y'all know me, I'm just going to tell you how I feel when the words come to my mind, right or wrong. Abraham was a liar. He lied because he was scared he was going to get killed by Pharaoh. So he told his wife, he told his wife how to lie. He said, you're going to tell them I'm your sister, you're my sister. Okay. She lied because he told her to lie. He's the head of the house spiritually. So he just, his faith become weak because he was looking at the physical side through the spiritual side. If he'd have lost his life that day, it would have been great because he'd have been home with God. But you see, he was worried. And his wife was very pretty to look at if you study it. But you know what? Even though Pharaoh took her into his palace or whatever, God says, not going to happen. God brought plagues upon Pharaoh, and Pharaoh went to Abram and said, What is this? What have you deceived me for? Take your wife and leave. You cannot honor or you cannot alter the plans of God in your life. You may take some different avenues. If you've got a GPS in your car and you ask it to find something, it's going to get you lost more times than not. You better have some idea how to get there. The Bible is our roadmap. It's our journey. It tells us where to rest, where to find peace, where to get sustained meat we need for the kingdom of God. It's all here from Genesis to Revelation. Abraham, what a wonderful thing he had done. Abraham was not a warrior, but yet God allowed him to defeat four kings. We talk about special ops this time. You hear all about special ops force and stuff. Abraham took a small man of men and went and rescued Lot. They didn't even know what hit him, but God led it and God blessed it and God brought him out. Abraham was a man of faith. He had courageous faith. He had selfish and unselfish faith because he said, Lot, you choose. Here is Abraham, the uncle of Lot, but he let Lot choose because he was unselfish. At that point in his life, he knew that God would direct him wherever he needed to go. Wherever Lot chose, God was going to bless Abraham. We all know the story where Lot went and where Abraham went. So it was a faith of unselfishness. And if we in our Christian walk today become unselfish to help people, to love people, and respect people, this world would be such a better place. Our churches would be filled. Because they want to hear the word of God. We need to hear the word of God every day because our faith must grow. I believe in my heart, a day that we don't grow faithfully in the spirit of God, is a day we wasted or squandered in the word of God. We need to study every day and grow. What have you done yesterday through faith that you could do today, but you'll do better tomorrow? Faith is what we need to understand. Abraham defeated the four kings. It was a courageous faith. It was impossible. 
and I'm going to let Brother Jim deal with this when I leave it out there for you. And when he came off the battlefield, the first person God sent was Mezichek to him to bring him refreshments, bring him bread, and bring him something to drink because he had been in battle. The high priest came to meet Abram, and he was honored before God. Abraham was assured of God's covenant, reassuring faith. How many times in our life do we need that reassurance? Because Satan is busy about trying to destroy our testimony. He's throwing stones out in front of us all the time. That's what he did, Abram, on his path, on his walk, on his journey. So we need to have that faith that God will lead us around those temptations. We won't fall in um, Satan's diver pits, that we'll be led around. One of my favorite things, and I have it in my office, is that we always say, God, where were you at when I needed you the most? I don't think it's been a Christian in the world that ever hadn't cried that prayer. God, where are you at when I need you? And I love what he says. Those footprints in the sands are mine as I carried you, my child, to safety. Faith, my friends. He's the anchor in every storm we have. Impatient faith. Sometimes we think we can do things better than God. We know what God wants when God says, I'm going to make you a great nation. Well, Sarai at the time, barren, how can I have and help my husband become a great nation when I can't have children? Ah, I'll call my handmaid. Convince Abram to go in and to have a child. And we know the child was Ishmael. Abraham fathered two nations, the Arabs as well as the Jewish nations we call Israel today. Impatient faith causes difficulties in our life because we don't act and wait on God. We do it ourselves, and we bundle it, and it becomes a mess. And guess who cleans it up for us? God does if we rely on God. Impatient faith, it is a, it is a terribly wrong of impatience. Now, if you ask my wife, I'm a very impatient person. And I don't like changes. When you tell me I'm going to do something, or you, notice I said when she tells you I'm going to do something, <laughs> don't change it on me. Having three girls, growing up, raising three girls with my wife and I, I learned that there's changes every day with the females. No offense, ladies. Every day. And just a few days, we're going to celebrate our baby. She's 27. We're going to have a wonderful time. But, and by the way, I, I'm, a, I'm, a grad, I'm, a, I'm a grandparent, but I'm a, I got our youngest little grandbaby girl back there, little named Bexley. If she cries, I may walk down and pick her up, okay? I can't help it. <laughs> but Abraham knew the importance of family. But he knew that family had to come from God himself in order to establish the family that God wanted to become a nation. Abraham even fell on his face and laughed within himself. I'm old. My wife is old. How are we going to have children? God said, take Ishmael. I mean, Abraham said, take Ishmael. And God says, I've got Ishmael covered. He will be. But this is not going to be my blessing. My blessing is going to be upon your child, Isaac. That's who my blessing is going to fall upon. Ninety years old. Your wife comes in and says, I'm pregnant. 
I would faint, <laughs> to be honest with you. But you see, God works in mysterious ways. The time was not right for the journey. But the journey they were at, it was time for Sarah to conceive and to have Isaac born because there's Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We talk about the living water. Well, the well of Jacob still exists today and the water's still in it. But you drink of it, you'll thirst again. God says, if you drink of this water, you will never thirst again. God has sustained his promise. 1,800 years later, the well still exists. Our God is such a great God. It gives me goosebumps to even think about the things he does that we don't even know about. And we too often complain about him. Reassuring faith. He's re, he was reconfirmed by God, and when he did this, he stepped out. and He experienced that experience that God wants to experience in our life every day. It's a stirring, it's a newness every day. When you wake up, you wake up, you say, well, i got to go to my same old job. It's not the same old job. It's a new day. It's a new adventure at your office. It's a new adventure at church. Wherever you may go, it's a new adventure. Every day is a new journey. It depends on how you close out that journey every day. Every day, we've got to live by faith that Jesus is faithful upon his words. You know you're very important when God himself visits Abram. What a blessing. God visits Abram. Tells him exactly, no question about what he needs to do. Abram listens and he obeys by faith that God will be faithful unto his promise. That's called growing faith. Are you growing in the word of Lord Jesus Christ today or are you stagnant? And I hate this phrase, I'm just where I want to be in my walk with Jesus Christ. You as a Christian should never say that. You should say, I'm never satisfied where I'm at. I want to grow more closer to the Lord. Stagnant people is what Satan wants you to do. He wants you to be idle. He wants you to be a slumber. He wants you to be sleepy and do nothing. Because if you're doing nothing, he's going to leave you alone. We need to be vibrant for the kingdom of God and having the faith that God wants us to have every day, as Abram did. Abram is a unique individual. Abram had his, answer, his prayers answered. Lot was saved and Solomon destroyed. It cost Lot his wife because curiosity. Abram, by faith, knew that that time God was sovereign. Isaac's born. The world seems good. The world seems great to Abram and Sarai. And then conflict arises between the two boys, the two mothers. And Abram was able to handle the conflict by sending her away and Ishmael. You'll say, well, that's kind of harsh. No, that's what God ordered him to do and to tell him what to do. He had to have that faith to do it. And then he says, everything's going good. Then all of a sudden, God says, now I want you to make a sacrifice. I want you to sacrifice Isaac. Wait a minute, God, that's my only son. 
that's the true line. That's the, that's the bloodline. I want you to sacrifice him. Let me tell you when Abraham's faith began to grow. That moment when he says, okay, yes, sir, I will be obedient. That moment, Abraham's faith become faith of faith. Because you see, every step he took toward the mountain with the donkeys, with the wood, with his son, and a few servants, every step he took along that mountain, his faith grew. Because he finally realized that if God blessed him with Isaac, he would take care of Isaac. And he would bless him. I hope and pray I'm never put in that position. But as they climbed that mountain, the little boy said, Father, what are we going to sacrifice? I can just imagine the tears running down Abram's face saying, don't worry, God will supply and God does supply. That's called faith. And when he put him there and he laid him there and he tied him up, I'm assuming, when he pulled the knife out, you see, it wasn't saying, okay, God, I pulled it out, I, I proved my point. No, it had to be a point in his heart that God knew he was going to take and slay his son. And when he raised that dagger, God intervened without question and says, thy faith. Where's your faith? How is your faith today? Do you stand on your faith? Do you stand on the word of God? God provided and said, there's a ram in the bush. Take and make a sacrifice. That moment is the Abraham of faith we know. And from that moment on, he gave himself totally and surrendered everything he had to believe in the word of God. That's what God wants of you and I today. Total, complete surrender and trust in him with all our heart. We've got to have that faith. Without faith, we will wander. We will never find our way home. Abraham sought a bride for Isaac. Young people, parents, listen to this. Seeking the right person to date and to marry. It's not important just for someone to marry. It's to make sure they date the right person. There's a lot of hoodlums in the world today. Men and women. I'm not going to leave you out. So we need to pray for our children now that they will grow up and date a God-fearing person and marry a God-fearing person because that is the key to a successful marriage. If that marriage is bonded in heaven, it'll be bonded on earth. I'm not going to tell you it's going to be all easy. I can promise you that. Janet and I coming up on 34 years. Praise God. 34. Mm. Woman's got good faith. <laughs> but we need to pray for that. It's called guiding faith parents. Grandparents, you can pray for your grandchildren as well. You need to pray for your grandchildren. I've got news for you, parents and grandparents. You need to be praying for your grandchildren and your child before they're even born. i got three, and I'm praying for more. I don't know their names, but God already knows their names. It's covered. We need to pray for them now, not to the last moment. We need to understand that God is in control. 
And Abraham ended his life closing out one's life. I call it a triumphant faith. When you are called home by the Lord Jesus Christ, I can promise you, you're not going to stay on this earth one second longer than you're supposed to, and you're not going to leave this earth one minute prior to. When God says your time is filled, you're going home that instant. My question today, what will people say about your life, about your faith in your Savior Jesus Christ? Have you told anybody today that you, your faith is in Jesus Christ, your trust is in Jesus Christ? Don't ever be ashamed of the gospel. Please, spread the news. Time is it short, time is at hand, and we don't know when God's going to say to Jesus, he's going to say, go gather our church, our children. He's going to bring us home. What a wonderful faith we will see that day when we see the glory of God. In our faith and our walk, it's just like Abraham. Every step we take, our faith should get stronger. Before the sermon even started, I was blessed. It was just a praise that Brother Jim shared with me some things. And I just felt like breaking down crying because our God is so great. He's so merciful. But he always don't answer everything in our favor. You have to be trustworthy. You have to be faithful. God knows what he's doing. His plan has never changed for me or any of you. And it will be perfect throughout all eternity. What a blessing it is to have heroes of the Bible, great testimony of men and women in the Bible. And these men that if you've heard so far about tonight, Abram slash Abraham, he's called the father of faith. It was not a title was given to him, it was a title earned by a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Or you that servant today, let us close in prayer. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for Abram, Abraham, who was able to show us and lead us by examples the blessings that you allowed him to have. By faith and by faith alone, he accomplished so much because you guided him. You molded him. You had his heart. And we need to give you our heart today. Thank you for the beautiful readings of your words. We thank you that, Lord, you left us these 66 books that we can study each and every day, meditate, as we try to grow closer to you in our faith. And, Father, we love you, and thank you for all your blessings, and we thank you for your grace. In your name we pray. Amen.